The Islanders bounce back with a 7-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks. We'll break down the key takeaways from the game and talk about some of the differences early on between Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz coach teams. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we've talked about, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the upcoming season, so make sure you join us. And again, new shows dropping every Monday through Friday, both wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. So, the Islanders come up with a big win, 7-1, to one, a feel-good win overall against the Anaheim Ducks. On uh, And it really was that Saturday night game, just a get-right game. And, you know, five of the Islanders' seven goals came from defensemen. And that, beyond anything was the big key that we saw in this game. Two for Robin Sallow, two for Scott Mayfield, one for Noah Dobson. And when you have the defense getting that much done and, and contributing that much to the offense, it makes life a lot easier for the forwards. And one of the differences that we discussed during the preseason between the way Barry Trotz is coaching this team and the way now that Lane Lambert is coaching this team. Lambert is encouraging the defensemen to to step up and take a little bit more of a chance every now and then, but to be more involved in the offense. And we see that paying off in spades on Saturday night where five of the seven goals 
come from the blue line. Very, very happy to see Mayfield get his first career two-goal game as an Islander. And for Robin Sallow, who Thursday night in the opener struggled and was, you know, a minus three. Well, he was a plus four in this game against the Ducks. And overall, just watching the Islanders do their jobs so well, they not only were the defensemen pinching and getting things done that way, and, and you know, it wasn't just Sallow and Mayfield. Dobson had the goal, did a good job on the power play. Ryan Pulak had an assist, was also a plus three. Alexander Romanov, five block shots. So again, he is sort of that shot-blocking machine defensively. Uh, the defense really doing a good job. And as a team, the Islanders controlled the neutral zone throughout this game. And that is something that was a problem for them last year. How often, a season ago, did we see opposing teams coming through the neutral zone with time and space, able to gather up speed, and as a result, the Islanders on their heels, their defense did not always have the mobility, especially with Green and Chara back there, to slow them down, and the result was quality scoring opportunities for the opposition. So these two little subtle changes certainly... Uh, making a big difference for the New York Islanders, and that was very encouraging. Two players also back in the lineup during this game. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck returning to the lineup, and Oliver Wallstrom. And Wally scoring one of the two goals by forwards, the other one going to Anthony Bavillier, and uh, also getting an assist, Oliver Wallstrom. So... Uh, you know, only nine minutes and 44 seconds of ice time, but a plus two, two shots on goal, and he's getting that job done. The other thing I think that we're seeing as a difference between the Lane Lambert coach team and the Barry Trotz coach team, this team, at least against Anaheim, was thinking about shooting a lot more than they had in the past. And, okay, Barzal, Matthew Barzal, two assists. Anders Lee had three, but Barzal had three shots on goal in this game. And, you know, is that a, an amazing total? No, but it's more than he got in so many games last year. And he was thinking about shooting the puck more than he had in the past. Same thing with Anthony Bavillier, Bo going to the net and thinking about shooting, and he was decisive. The, 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 the goal that he scored was decisive, and the fact that he knew he had to shoot, released the puck so quickly, and was able to convert on it was essentially a very, very encouraging development. And as a team, the Islanders had 38 shots on goal. Now look, the Ducks are not a great team yet. They are a team in transition, uh, probably a year away from really fighting for a playoff berth. And, and you know, they had also just made a long trip from the West Coast. But you can make all the explanations or excuses that you want. 
good teams, when they play teams that are either banged up or a little less talented or coming off a long road trip, they respond, they take care of business, and they get the two points. And that is what we saw from the Islanders on Saturday. Ilya Sorokin, 22 saves, lost the shutout in the third period on Troy Terry's goal. But another solid performance. And again, for the Islanders, the important thing, getting the timely saves. The penalty kill continues for the Islanders to be very, very good, not giving up a power play goal. And even though the Islanders didn't necessarily score on the power play at times, and it's not consistently there yet, but at times, we are seeing better movement with the puck. Now, there's still issues getting into the zone and trying to get established in the zone, but once they did that, the puck movement was good and better, and one thing that has been a problem for the Islanders over the last couple of years on the power play, moving when you don't have the puck and making life more difficult for the penalty killers out there. We saw some of that in this game, and it was so refreshing to see this team starting to attack and get the job done. Now, I mentioned Cal Clutterbuck was activated off the IR uh, for this game to make room for clutter. They placed Sebastian Ajo on IR with an upper body injury. So that means that they don't have to place either Nikita Sashnikov or Ross Johnston on waivers if they want to send them down, even though those two players were the healthy scratches. But right now, you know, Ajo, after seven games, is going to come back and be eligible to return. And the Islanders don't have a spare defenseman on this roster. So somebody is going to have to be sent down to Bridgeport. And we'll see what that is. But these are some interesting and so far hopeful differences between Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz. And, they're, and what they're willing to let their players do. It was great to see Wallstrom respond. It was great to see the defensemen step up and respond. And for this team to play as solid a game as they did, the key now is to build on it, and that has to happen next when they take on the Sharks. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We will talk a little bit more about the, the win, plus we'll talk a little bit about the Bridgeport Islanders and what we can expect from them. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. It's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters, and I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real. 
and even hazard sensors that instantly detect things like fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockedonnhl. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockedonnhl to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So the Islanders, you know, really playing well. Uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. And that was just a, a really good sign. Now, were there some, you know, problems in this game? Yeah, the Islanders did come out a little bit flat in the third period. That was disappointing. And the result was the one goal that the Ducks managed to get in that game. But, you know... At the end of the day, they were able to sort of get back into uh, into the groove and get two late goals, and that made a difference. Penalty kill, by the way, nine for nine so far this season, and you know they held they held this team basically to two shots on goal on a five on three, and the five on three was for about a minute and. 14 seconds, and they still were not able to, to really convert and only had, you know, one or two good chances. So overall, uh, you know, the Islanders getting the job done and, and special teams looking better and some encouraging signs, to say the least. Did get a question uh, from Dan. Dan said, uh, looking forward to the season. Uh, the Bridgeport squad gets underway. Just wondering what you're expecting out of the team, individual players. I think it's good that some players got significant ice time during the preseason. That will benefit them greatly. That's Dan in Connecticut, Shelton, Connecticut. Dan, uh, I, I think this Bridgeport team right now is in a situation where they really could uh, take a big step forward. I like the mixture of younger guys and older guys. You got your Andy Andreoffs, uh, you know, giving you that veteran leadership. And then you got Atu Ratu and Simon Holmstrom uh, who are, and William DeFore, who are sort of the, the prospects. Uh, Cole Bardro gives them experience and leadership uh, up front. And then, you know, again, on, on defense, you've got some guys with NHL experience like Grant Hutton and Paul Ledoux, and you got Parker Wotherspoon, who looked solid. Uh, I, I like the combination even in goal, where you, you've got two players, one of which is an experienced veteran who is be able to mentor some of these players, not just the goaltender and Corey Schneider, and then you have Jakob Skarek, who is considered a prospect and who the Islanders are counting on to show a little bit more this year and maybe prove that he's ready to be the backup goalie next season. So, you know, we are going to resume doing our weekly farm report. That is going to be probably Wednesdays again this year. Uh so I'm not going to go too deep into the first two games that the uh, 
Bridgeport Islanders had, but they did split those first two games, both on the road. And just to let you know, the home opener for the Bridgeport Islanders coming up this coming Saturday, October 22nd, when they host the Laval Rocket at 7 o'clock. And then they'll have another home game Sunday against the Hartford Wolfpack, the Rangers AHL Farm Club. That rivalry also always entertaining. But I think that, you know, last year Bridgeport made the playoffs for the first time in a while, won a playoff round for the first time in far too long when you sort of break it all down. And I think that this team this year has the very real possibility of, I would say, fighting for not just, you know, barely making the playoffs, which they did a year ago, but actually making a little bit more of a playoff run and maybe even contending for first or second place in their division. It's not going to be easy. It's a very competitive uh, league. But overall, I, I like the the addition of talent that this team has, and I like the mix of experience and youth. I think if you're a fan of the Bridgeport Islanders, I think you've got a lot to look forward to during this upcoming season. And, you know, in the past, there weren't a lot of players who you were really looking at. I mean, last year, who were you focusing on down at Bridgeport? Maybe Simon Holmstrom, but now with Ratu and Dufour and Holmstrom uh, all being down in Bridgeport. And, uh, you know, you can add Jakob Skarik to that list. And overall, just the, the, the way this team is set up. They have players who can play a lot of different roles. And if you're an Islanders fan and there's no Islanders game one night, it's definitely worth spending you know, a little time watching uh, a Bridgeport Islanders game just to see what this team can do and what some of the younger players on this team who are prospects are doing and, and what they bring to the table. So... Uh, Dan, I think this is going to be a, a fun season in Bridgeport, a step forward for Bridgeport, and boy, that is refreshing for this organization because the Bridgeport Islanders have struggled for far too long in recent years. Last year, finally winning that elusive playoff series, and I, for one, am, am very glad to see that the team is headed in the right direction. So... Very good there. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, a a rugged defenseman who was a fan favorite in the early to mid-90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and some final thoughts coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day and uh, Sunday was 
the 50th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Darius Kasparaitis. The native of Lithuania, drafted by the Islanders in the first round, fifth overall pick in the 1992 NHL entry draft. He played for uh, some teams in Russia before joining the Islanders <coughs> Excuse me. early in the 92-93 season. And he scored four goals, had 21 points in 79 games as a rookie, and picked up 166 penalty minutes as well. During the Islanders' run to the conference final that year, Kasparaitis playing in 18 games, had five assists and 31 penalty minutes. The thing about Darius Kasparaitis, never a big offensive guy. Uh, actually only scored six goals during his uh, three-plus years with the Islanders. But he was never afraid to hit anybody. And, you know, some some players... They'll, they'll be physical, but they'll lay off a superstar. Uh, they won't hit a, a, a Mario Lemieux or a, a Marc Messier. Darius Gasparitis didn't care what name was on the back of your jersey. If you came into his area, he was going to hit you if he had the chance, whether you were Joe Blow or, you know, Mario Lemieux. It didn't matter. And that, plus his sense of humor made him a fan favorite with the Islander fans during his time. He stayed with the Isles through the early part of the 96-97 season, then went on to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Colorado Avalanche, and then the New York Rangers. He finished his career uh, in the NHL during the 06-07 season, went back to Russia for a couple of years, and uh, retired after the 08-09 season in his NHL career, Darius Kasparaitis played 863 regular season games, 27 goals, 163 points, and 1,379 penalty minutes. Add 83 playoff games, 2 goals, 12 points, and 107 penalty minutes in those. And uh, Darius Kasparaitis, like I said, a, a real fan favorite in that regard. And, you know, Casper, uh, just, again, not afraid of anybody or anything. We go back and look at one of Darius Kasparitis's better games as an Islander. December 17th, 1992, at the Nassau Coliseum, the Ottawa Senators are the visiting team. Steve Weeks, the goaltender for Ottawa. Glenn Healy, in between the pipes for your Islanders, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Brad Del Garno, his fifth from Steve Thomas, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Darius Kasparaitis at 348, 1-0 Islanders. 61 seconds later, Pierre Turgeon makes it 2-0 Isles, his 18th, Daniel Marois and Derek King with the helpers, 2-0 in favor of the home team. But the Senators got back into it, Neil Brady, his fourth from Laurie Boschman and Darcy Lowen at 6.51. And then with Uwe Krupp off for interference, Dave Archibald scores a power play goal for Ottawa. His second from Jody Hull and Sylvain Turgeon at 10.03. It's a 2-2 game midway through the first period. But the Islanders get back into it. Travis Green, his second from Brad Dalgarno and Gary Nyland at 18.23. And 37 seconds after that, Derek King is 19th from Daniel Marois. 4-2 Islanders when the team's headed into the dressing room for the first intermission. Meanwhile, 
In the second period, Brian Mullen makes it 5-2 Islanders. Benoit Hogue and Uwe Krupp with the assist at 2.52. But late in the period, Derek King called for holding. And Ottawa gets their third goal of the game. They make it 5-3. Sylvain Turgeon is 14th from Tomas Jelinek and Neil Brady at 19.42. That's how it stood after two periods. The third, all Islanders. Uwe Krupp, his third of the year. From Pat Flatley and Benoit Hogue at 152, that makes it 6-3. Darius Kasparaitis, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his second of the year. From Benoit Hogue and Pat Flatley at 948, that makes it 7-3. And then Pierre Turgeon from Vladimir Malakov, Benoit Hogue from Jeff Norton and Derek King. The Islanders crush the Senators by a score of 9-3. to three. But for Darius Kasparaitis, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he had a goal, an assist. He was a plus two. He had three shots on goal to get the goal. And he had two penalty minutes, so far be it for Darius Kasparaitis to uh, not have a penalty minute during the course of a game. But Kasparaitis... Always one of those fan favorites because of his fun attitude and the way he went about things uh, on the ice and off the ice. And Darius Kasparaitis is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He turned 50 yesterday, and boy, that, that does make me feel a little bit old hearing that Darius Kasparaitis is now 50. So, look, the Islanders have had one not-so-great game and one very solid game so far this year. That's uh, where we're at after two. And you know, you never want to panic. You know, after that first game, yeah, everyone was disappointed. But overall, uh, a good bounce back game. And now the question is developing consistency, starting to figure out what you have to do to to win more. Well, many way more often than you lose, and be more consistent. That's what the Islanders are looking at. And, you know, part of coaching is keeping uh, an eye on the psychological state, emotional state of your team. And for Lane Lambert now, he got them to play well after they had a disappointing performance. Let's see if he doesn't let this team rest on their laurels after they have a very strong game against the Ducks. We'll look for that tomorrow against the Sharks, and, and we will have a full preview of that game and a lot more coming up on tomorrow's show. want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone give you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.